0: More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Sunday, January 10th. And for many of you, you're going to listen to this and then you're going to figure out what is it that you want to do differently today. Maybe today is the day that you hop on a stationary bicycle. Maybe that's it. Mark and I became addicted to Peloton a couple of years ago. Mark got into it before I did. And then I started using the app. Then I got the bike and I'm really into it. And Lo and behold, an old friend of mine is actually a Peloton instructor. Her name is Christine Cole. And I just think that so much of her message that resonates with me about sports and athletics. Actually, I borrow when I talk to you guys about financial stuff. So you'll hear in some of my conversation with her a familiarity. Like I said, we're friends. We've been friends for almost two decades. Her story is a great one. So I hope you enjoy the second part of our interview with Peloton instructor, Christine Derkol. Tell me about your uh, first Peloton class and how that went for you. Just tell us that story.
1: The first class was this staged class that I... was like my audition class. I actually brought people who had been taking my classes over previous years. I brought them with me and filled the studio. Funny, I played this song. You've heard me play a thousand times in class of those Japanese Kodo drums. Yes. And it was during that song... I think, I don't know, early 2000s where I played those Kodo drums and spontaneously as the finisher to the class, I had said, and now I want you to turn that resistance up until you think you can't handle it and tell yourself, I am, I can, I will, I do, go. The first time that happened, which was a completely spontaneous thing, the room just erupted and after class and days after class and weeks after class people will continue to come up to me and stop me and say those words i can't get that out of my head that is changing how i'm thinking
0: and that is your mantra you know i know that many people have mantras and you know other instructors have mantras this became your calling card to some extent right absolutely
1: this class at peloton was very very planned <laughs> and I put that song in there and I used my sort of theatrically staged cue. It was one of those classes where it was planned and yet it was spontaneous. It was organic and authentic. It felt a little bit magical where, you know, when the the music swells and the effort swells with the music and the words, right when you think you can't, the words come out and you do It was that kind of class for me.
0: And you built another business out of this. This is WordShop, right? Right. Talk a little bit about that.
1: My ex is a golf professional and teaches children. And she was using I am, I can, I will, I do. She took that and was inspiring the kids with it. And she said, I want you to come in and do something with these words with the kids to show them what it really means. And that's how I created WordShop. So I sat with these kids, there was four groups, there was like seven to 10 year old, 11 to 13, all the way up to 17 years old in four separate little groups. And I sat with them and I gave them each a little notebook with a sticker that said, I am a can, I will, I do on the front. And I told them a little story about wanting to be a ballerina, being too big to be a ballerina and then discovering bicycles and that when I started winning bike races, I realized I was built for something. What are you built for? And then went into, how do you finish these sentences? I am, I can, I will, I do. And had them fill out, take one minute with each of those sentences, write as many things as you can, whether it's angry or happy or sad or scared, write down everything and then go back and look at what we wrote and then edit it so that you have four little sentences. It's about economy of speech to get to the root of the truth, to identify where you are, your I am, identify what you can do about it, think possibility, what you will do about it, you're making a declaration to set you on your trajectory, and your I do is having arrived at that place where you want to be because the sentences you say when you've arrived at the place, are very different than the sentences you say to yourself before the journey begins.
0: I am, I can, I will, I do. That's one. Hands on your back. That's what I've stolen from you. At the end of our (laughs) program, what you'll hear is that I say, put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. And I love that so much. What if you can imperfection, which is one of my favorites, the think bigger than a smaller pair of pants, which I think is so awesome. And also I love the change your chatter. You know, look, this is a finance podcast, right? We talk to people who are all in their heads about their money. It's so emotional. They make themselves crazy. You know that gang, that's why we love you. Like we're all crazy about money. That's why I wrote a book about money. That's why I do what I do. We don't strive for perfection we are all imperfect. Nobody has the the time-honored ability to just make great decisions all the time. And I think your messaging is so awesome because it is really about, you're not going to be perfect, do the best you can, know that this is within you. And that is very weirdly aligned with the message of this program, which is, I don't care what happened in the past. You're here now. Did you get yourself screwed up with your money? Don't worry, let's unravel it. Or you feel like you're stuck Let's help you get unstuck. And I think that's why I absolutely love the the messaging. I think the
1: alignment, not only to your work, but to everything, it's about how we talk to ourselves. It's the story we're telling ourselves. The work is about self-talk. And it seems like an obvious statement, but the thing that I think we miss is that we get to control those words. We can take a moment, listen, to the words that are not serving us, the mantras that we tell ourselves, like, yeah, I'm not good enough, I'm not fast enough, or I'm too big for something. We can change our story. We can change the trajectory of our lives when we change our chatter and get control of our words.
0: Now talk about what's it like to be instructing in an empty studio and how, and that's a performance. Look, I I can relate that it's very different for me that when I used to go into work in the morning and uh, show up on a set, I had three anchors. I sat at a table and I could react to them. It didn't matter whether there are millions of people out there, right? Because I was talking to them. And I think that the experience now of just looking into a camera remotely from home is quite different. You're not able to pick up on the verbal cues. So how do you manage that process amid COVID and keep the performance fresh and and fun for you and fun for all of us who take your classes.
1: Well, you know, through social media I learn a lot of our members' stories. I see their names on that leaderboard and I know who's in the room and their stories fill that room for me. So while I don't physically see them sweating and don't physically see their body language and where they're struggling and the expressions on their face, those stories are alive in the room and I know what they're struggling with. I know what their goals are. And obviously not everyone when there's 11,000 people on a ride, but that's always playing in my head. I will see someone's name on the leaderboard. I will hear the lyrics of the song and I'm, oh my gosh, this this so applies for this person. I'm now going to be quiet. I'm going to mention their name and I'm going to be quiet and let them listen to these lyrics, which speak for themselves, and allow them to just be where they are. Mm. It's also different because when there's a room full of people, there's a little bit of banter in the studio, and it's always a funny line or a thing to balance with the at-home writer because something could happen in the studio, and you're having a little interaction, but the people at home they might not have seen it, depending on the camera angle, they might not know what happened and you're laughing and it's like, sorry, I'm not having, there's no secrets over here. (laughs) It's not like we're passing notes in class. Yeah. So not having an audience has sort of shifted that balance. So, So there are none of those like moments and everything is truly about that writer at home. And there's so much strange magic that happens when someone is sitting on their bike in their garage or basement, making eye contact through a screen Uh and hearing the words, you're okay. You can do this. And the instructor is looking at a little red light that's traveling on the tally across the room. (laughs) But that red light is full of the hearts and eyes of thousands
0: of people. You know, I think it's, it's so funny because when I first started to go on television, I think that I thought, I felt like it was a very cool medium, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I was used to the radio. Radio is like, everyone's got like, you know, you could be in your pajamas and, you know, and, and, you know, obviously with podcasting, you know, we don't have that, the distraction of the the visual. And then uh, someone gave me great advice, a, an old coach of mine at CBS, an old executive producer. And she said, you look at that camera and you talk to your mom. And it is really good advice because there are so many people out there, you know, we're going to air this. People are going to be making their resolutions. We're going to air this once they've made their resolutions. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people who are like, I have got to get my ass in gear. (laughs) I have gained my COVID-15. I I need to do something. And so, you know, often we're asked, how do people stick to their financial resolutions? And I always say, you know, you want to have a specific goal in mind. You want it to be measurable, right? Attainable. And so how do you think people can keep this resolution of like, either you have a Peloton or you're just going to walk? What is it about getting into this routine of, working out and just being kinder to yourself. What do you suggest?
1: Well, I think that the the ritual of coming together into this community. So that's that is the big thing about Peloton that makes it I, I don't know if I would say easy but easier to stay committed to self-care. Once you get involved and you see the hashtags on the leaderboard and you learn that there's a community out there of other people who are interested in whatever your niche interest is that you find community. You show up for each other there. You high five each other. You plan to ride certain rides on demand together. And there's really, it is so powerful to know someone's waiting for you to show up.
0: So, Christine, as we finish up, I'm going to tell you what I say at the end of our show close. I'll thank you. And then you can say, give me some I am, I can, I will, I do sign off for the people listening. So, here's how I usually end the show. You ready? Mm -hmm. I say, you know, thanks so much for listening. Fantastic show. Wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing and lift somebody up today. Do something nice for someone else. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. What would you like to add to that? I would like to say to remember, no matter what your goal is, that you are bigger than
1: a smaller pair of pants. And that when we put something bigger than a smaller pair of pants on our finish lines, like that book you've been meaning to write, or that truth you've been meaning to speak but are scared to say when we put these things on our finish lines our pants will fall into place remember that your true weight is in the weight of your words and the impact of your actions this is where the true mass of our matter is in the world
0: well, all right. You heard it straight from the horse's mouth. Christine Durcole of Peloton. I've stolen part of her mantra and adopted it for the show. So I don't even think I need to actually do our regular mantra. So listen to Christine. And uh, when you have a financial question, don't forget to send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.